A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by that bitch, Tempest. So, what's going on here? This is like my first day back after a week off. Pete's gone. You're his manservant. Did you think that as soon as my LIW partner ditched town, you could just saddle me with watching Raw? I'm welcome back with having to watch Raw. What's going on here, Ollie? You were the first choice after Laurie, who's busy playing video games and recording No Rolls Bard content. You're the first choice. Surely I should go to the, the main man, the Quizzlemania champion, the longest ever running Quizzlemania champion, in kind of the same way that Dean Ambrose is the longest running United States champion by just not defending the title ever. Hey, I like with that. Ju- US with title with run. respect. With respect. <laughs> I like that title run. I wanted him to be the longest running champion. Then he lost to like Kofi Kingston or something. Mm. Oh, Everyone always does, apart from Kofi, who loses yeah. to bigger fish. <laughs> no, he loses it to Dolph Ziggler or Wade Barrett or the Miz. That's mm. my that's my general rule of thumb. If you don't know who a mid card champion is anytime from like 2010 to 2015, it's one of those four guys. It's the Miz, Kofi, Dolph, or Wade. That's it. This is your this is the scoop the inside scoop on how you actually became the Quizzlemania champion by educated guesses. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, there was that that fantastic back and forth between you and Sean Ross Sapp where you did were you just guessing Enoki or who's the <laughs> other one? Well, most uh, most likely it was just Enoki over and over <laughs> and over again. No, the the G1 Climax thing, of course, we were right in the middle of the G1 Climax when we did that, so it was very fresh in my mind listening to Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton talk about it every single day. But uh, if I tried to do that right now, I could, I would be confident I could get probably about halfway with no prep, but... <laughs> At the time, it was definitely like, oh, yeah, Inoki, 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 Sakaguchi, Inoki again, over and over and over again. That kind of thing does just exist in my mind. And you took a whole week off last week, I presume, to just watch G1 content. 
<laughs> oh, how the times have changed. I watched so little wrestling last week during my week <laughs> off. It was fantastic. Genuinely, the only wrestling that I watched that I went out of my way to watch uh, was like Dynamite. Mm-hmm. That was that was it. I watched SmackDown and Rampage because I had to review it on the podcast. But otherwise, Dynamite was the only bit of wrestling that I watched. I have watched one show from the G1 since the start of the tournament, and I have not gone back to it since. You see, Luke is the opposite. He's been off for three and a half weeks now on paternity leave. And he is always texting me, ah, my daughter really enjoyed Enter Match here. I'm like, <laughs> did, did she enjoy it? Or is she just, you know, being a baby that doesn't understand what's happening around it? Yeah. She probably smiled. But was she smiling at the, the intricacies of the match? I, d- I doubt it. I doubt no, it, I, I have to believe that this baby was so blown away by the excellence of Brian Danielson <laughs> and Minoru Suzuki <laughs> that she was forced to, to, to crack a smile. Hmm. I, uh, Luke rang me yesterday. Oh. First time I've spoken to him since the baby was born. And uh, we had a little chat. I met Manny's daughter via the the video call. And I was like, are you always in this position? Because I feel like every, you've seen the photographs. Every photograph yeah. we get sent, he's in the same position on the same chair. And he was in the, it was like one of those pictures just came to life Harry Potter style and started talking to me. Yeah, he was doing well. Uh, the baby, I can confirm, is cute. It's cute. Yeah, baby. yeah. Which I, I'd be concerned if she wasn't. Well, not all babies are lookers. Have you ever yeah. had to to say to a friend, oh, it's, yeah, lovely baby you've got there. And inside you're thinking, man, this is not a <laughs> baby. My brother was not a cute baby. I'll be perfectly <laughs> honest. But we were looking through old pictures at one point, and you know, you're just kind of going and and we pulled out a picture of of newborn newborn little Tempest brother. And I just went, Whoa. <laughs> I didn't try and hide it. I was like, not not your best work, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> he looks fine now. But he was not he was not the cutest baby, I will be perfectly honest. He grew into the looks. He did. He absolutely did. We have have a raw to talk about, unfortunately. (sighs) So I guess here here is the show. was a really good match wasn't it charlotte flair versus bianca belair for the raw women's championship main event of the show it's gone 20 minutes it's been built up in the opening segment and throughout the night oh no what's what's charlotte doing there with she getting why why are they looking into the corner so much towards the timekeepers area is there something wrong the clock's going down they don't have time limit draws here oh no Oh, dear God, no. Oh, God, it's a DQ finish, Tempest. Ah! 
I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Tempest. We're reviewing this week's Raw. But first, let me tell you about how goddamn soft my skin is right now. Holy Christ, if you could reach through the screen right now and touch my face, you would be going, is this a, a face of an adult, a human adult man, or that of a baby's bottom? Because it is so moisturized and soft. Here's geology. Look, this is a ring-worn geology box by me. It's got a stain on. <laughs> geology are a service where you do a little free quiz. It takes about 30 seconds. You can get your own customized bespoke skincare range sent to you. So you've got like little regimens to use. I've got my morning day cream there. And I've got my nourishing Nighttime eye cream and face moisturizer for the evening. They're color coded, very helpful. And honestly, both me and Luke have been using it for about two months now. And I don't get flaky beard draft anymore, which is nice. Do you get this? A little bit. Not not super often, but every once in a while, you got to make sure that you got nice soft skin. It used to be I would type, you know, like my keyboards here. This is where I do my script writing in the morning and I'll look down. And my desk would just be, it looked like that scene in Breakfast Club where she's making <laughs> the little paintings with the dandruff from her head. And I'd be like, ah, whatever, and brush it aside. I didn't realize it was a problem until geology came into my life. And it's just stopped. So yes, as Lee Sean says there, or Lee Schwan, Ollie's skin is not raw, but I tell you what was the main event of last night's show. Oh, it was so raw, wasn't it? We almost got Close. there. Raw. We almost got there. It was one of the best matches that I've seen on television re uh, recently. And that is that is fully taking into account Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki, which I know is on YouTube, but same thing. It takes into account Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega. Not saying it was better than those matches, but I think it was just maybe a hair or two below like this was a very very mm. strong main event match i was very much enjoying this match and i thought there was a good chance that bianca belair was going to win the title because i thought that would have been a much better way to get the titles off of the wrong brands and whatnot than what i'm assuming we're gonna see next week which is just like that belt is my color, and this belt is your color. Want to want to trade? Which I just don't. I don't want to see that. And this would have been a much better way to get around doing that. And well, it makes the Quizzlemania rounds very difficult when you're trying to work back li back, back lineages. <sighs> it sure does. It mm. sure does. I can't wait for survival of the people that know the most about what Raw or SmackDown Tag Team Championship reign was when, and then halfway through, they switched belts <laughs> just for the sake of keeping color coordination going. <laughs> oh, dear. What a DQ. What a finish. So what happened here to run you down the sort of bookending main narrative of this episode? Charlotte Flair opens the show. She is... Annoyed because this is her last night on Raw. She's Raw Women's Champion and there's no ceremony. Instead, I have to defend my championship against Bianca Belair. And Charlotte, actually, I thought Charlotte's performance here was very good. She shut down a few what chants quite well. She was, she seemed organic. Uh, and she had a great line where she said, 
you say I'm entitled. Bianca's getting two title shots this week. One now and one, of course, in the triple threat at Crown Jewel. Uh, but Belair interrupted. I like Belair, but her sort of promo delivery does come off a bit more WWE scripted than Charlotte. So that that's a that's a down mark. But what was more ridiculous, you've seen Charlotte come out in a bodysuit and heels before, right? I have. Yeah? Yeah. You're familiar with the pattern here? She's going to have to kick off those shoes before <laughs> she attacks someone. Why would you ever wear heels in WWE? Like, I get it. They want to add those extra three inches to your build height. But come on, you got to kick them off before you get into the inevitable brawl that ends every promo segment. Well, Charlotte does. And, you know, it's sort of whenever Charlotte goes to attack someone, it's very obvious because she has to do mm-hmm. this. Belair doesn't. So Flair comes at uh, Bianca Belair, no heels now, and Belair, still with her heels, which I looked were massive, she just picks her up into the KOD. It and, really and is impressive. And Charlotte gets out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if if the announcers had, had more of a clue, you would, you'd put that over for, like, the rest yeah. of the show. To be able to do that in heels is, like, the most impressive thing on this show by a country mile. There's the famous Fred Astaire, uh, Ginger Rogers quote, you know, the sort of musical dancing act from the 30s in Hollywood. And it was the, yeah, Fred Astaire's a good dancer, but hey, Ginger Rogers is doing all of that backwards in heels. So yeah. I just I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, anyway, rest of the show, few promos, blah, blah, blah. We get a main event. And there's been a bit of interaction over the last couple of weeks between Belair and Charlotte, which has been quite nice. But I wouldn't say it's like a big story. That's reserved for the Banks Lynch stuff. But they just go straight into this match like they are doing a payoff for a three-month feud. And I really felt the intensity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was weird because throughout this show, I thought that a number of the matches had a really hard time hooking the crowd. Maybe this is just because I've basically solely been watching AEW content for the last little while where all the crowds are just super hot and they never need to worry about getting them into it. But there were a few matches here where I just didn't think they had the crowd to start with. But by the end, they had this crowd. They absolutely had all the people hooked for this match. And like you said, this wasn't like the huge match that Bianca and Becky would have been or Bianca and Sasha would have been and everything, just because we haven't had as much interaction between Bianca and Charlotte. But when you look at it on paper, this is still a huge match, and it could have been a huge match with a big title change, and at least a feasible title change that had the people invested. So literally everything but the finish of this match I thought was done, like, excellently. Mm. Yeah, so the the whole match was really good. Charlotte's busted open. Uh, I don't really know where from, actually. But there's brawls on the outside. It goes through multiple commercial breaks. Like you said, the crowd slowly, slowly get wrapped up into this story. Bel Air is just one insane strength spot after another. Near fall, near fall, near fall. But then you get, I'm like, there's not long left of this show that I'm watching. Mm -hmm. I can see when the show time expires because I'm not watching it live. And there is a minute 30 left on this legally acquired stream i have and i'm like what what are they doing here and then that is reflected in the wrestlers 
both Charlotte, Bianca, and I think the referee as well, kept looking to the corner, which is where the timekeeper guy is, or a producer or an agent. And they're like, now? <laughs> now? It was really awkward. And then Charlotte goes outside, she gets a chair, and she just hits Bianca in the head. DQ, boring, lame, uninspired. And then Bianca hits Charlotte with the chair in the ring and stands tall, but who cares? And the crowd, it was, I was just watching it being like, why did I care? Exactly. Exactly. I was like, why did I get my hopes up? It was so lame. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've been I've been writing a lot of these features for WrestleTalk.com, going through the best matches of each calendar year. And I love talking about Kurt Angle and Steve Austin at SummerSlam 2001, which, in my opinion, had, like, the best DQ finish WWE's ever done, where you've got a champion that's on the ropes and doesn't want to lose their match, doesn't want to lose this title, and eventually they have to get DQ'd, and it's not a way to extend the story. It's an actual chapter of the story that yes. the, it played into the finish perfectly. This was just like, okay, we're not giving you a finish, clunk. It's just, yeah. it's just lame. My only reaction afterwards was just, come on, man. Come I on. I think I farted. Yeah. Oh, just did that. And mm. it's like, you know, in, a, in isolation, you're like, well, that's what WWE always does. And you're like, yeah, it is. And they've done it for a very long time because they haven't had any competition. And what we've seen from another company is that when there is competition that do clean finishes, you're like, Oh, actually that is so much better. And it, it shines such a spotlight on WWE's shortcomings for me, like this finish here, where like you said, everything is lined up to be very good. And maybe even Bianca doesn't win. Although, you know, I don't, don't think Charlotte just winning and beating Bianca would have gone over I think that would have actually probably been worse because Banks is in the title match of the pay-per-view. But just don't book the freaking match then if you're mm-hmm. that much into a corner. So, yes, this is a bad thing that WWE do. And over time, it takes any sort of significance from the actual exciting matches themselves. The wrestlers are fantastic. But again, it's creative decisions overshadowing everything. Yeah, there was a period last year where every time they had a pay-per-view, I was like, I think Extreme Rules, the horror show at Extreme Rules was a perfect example. There were like three or four four-star matches in a row on that show, but every match had a dumb finish. Mm-hmm. It was like the eye for an eye, dumb finish. The Sasha Banks and Asuka getting counted out, but Bailey is a referee for some reason finish, where I was just like, if you just let the people wrestle, this would be a great show. And it was, again, the case on this Raw where there were a few matches that were given time. And I was like, if they just wrestled on this show and got out of their own way, I'd probably really enjoy it. And this was a... They could have just done a clean finish and it would have been fine. It's like they got close to doing it perfect and then fell back on their old ways again. And that, to me, is more frustrating. Just, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, just have the DQ right at the start of the match. It's, it's, it sucks. It's going to annoy me. But at least you don't waste 20 minutes of my time, WWE. Hold up. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's see yeah. what you guys think. Uh, Bazo Bank says the way my entire TL was hoping, timeline timeline was hoping for is that a is that common parlance abbreviation? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's okay. You well, I don't go on Twitter because yeah. it's horrible. Uh, the way my entire timeline was hoping for Bianca and Sasha winning this week, so we could get Banks versus Belair three at Survivor Series. Instead, we're going to get a lame title swap and Becky Charlotte 3000. Uh, they somehow always choose the two worst options. Again, I think Charlotte winning would have actually been the worst option. Yeah, probably. We just have Bianca win. I can't wait to get the next feud of Charlotte and Sasha together for like another six months. Oh, yeah. Andrew A. I was at Raw with my brother. His first event since 2010. He is 21 years old. He enjoyed the show, thought the Mansoor match was eh. 
He thought the main event was good till the DQ. We marked out for Jeff. You can see me on the hard cam with my CM Punk shirt. Yeah. Wow. Infiltrate them. Uh, Riot <laughs> DR says, I'm on a first date with the love of my life. Dinner is great. The movie is excellent. She laughs at my jokes. I drive her back home. And as she leans in for that kiss, her father pulls into the house. That's what Raw did. Sorry for the length. That's fine. That was a, a good analogy. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how a first date with the love of your life quite works out. I don't know how you'd have that much information on a first date, well, but perhaps sometimes you just know. It's that classic uh, sort of Hollywood indie trope of the obsessive, creepy stalker guy is your ah, protagonist. Yes. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. who's, who's just a lovable. He just loves that girl. Yeah, he he clearly just walked up to her playing bass on stage, and Dreamweaver was playing, mm. and you just knew that that's the one. Uh, Dar Train Twenty Four. I've seen lots of folks talk about how you can't get away with threatening to kill someone in real life, uh, like Goldberg has been. The WWE won't cancel Saudi over someone actually dying. They won't care about some kayfabe ones. Jesus. Hashtag R.I.P. Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> Literally, what happened? That's uh, about Van, right. Yeah. Van Twinblade. Knowing everything I know about ratings and demos, I know they are still inaccurate when the final numbers are tallied. Because if you watch on YTTV, oh yes, YouTube, so like TV. YouTube TV, or another, we don't have that in this country. That's ah. not another example of me being past it. Or another legal stream, you aren't counted. Also, not every TV is tracked. Hashtag LIW for life. Yes, Van Twinblade. There is um, th there is no perfect way to measure how much a show is being watched in people's homes at the moment. However, because everybody is kind of on the same bad footing in terms of the ratings data, that discrepancy is taken out. If you know what I mean, like if if I if I stand on some weighted scales and the scales are off by five kilograms it's not going to show me my true weight but it's going to show me how much weight i gained or lost right because yeah. so so everyone's on the same sort of analytical footing um so yes that the story is that aew and smackdown were level in one bit and yeah that i'm sure all those little bits that you're talking about that weren't factored in here and there it's kind of accounted for. Yeah. I can't wait for these ratings and everything to just be the talk of the town for the next week. <laughs> and finally for now, Mr. Kajili or CJU Lily. Uh, hey guys, just wanted to ask when everyone else gets entrance music. Now that Ollie has his, I think for when he gets back, Pete needs some as he's champion for now. And Ollie, Alex has been drafted to raw as in your new video. You said she's undrafted jam that jam. Oh, she's still on raw. Is she? Cool. I bet you, even if that happened, Mr. Kajili, which I'm sure it did, I bet she turns up on SmackDown. <laughs> I love how none of the draft goes into effect until next week, but Street Profits are on Raw and all these people are on SmackDown. And, but it hasn't gone into effect yet. It hasn't Season gone premiere. into effect yet. Yeah. Mm. Lord. 
Um, you can get your ultra chats in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out everyone over $5 by the end of the episode. And also, if you want to be a super duper, super moisturized Wrestle Talk fan, uh, we should have done a moist TV thing, shouldn't we? Oh, God. Yeah, I'm we only just realizing this now. Next month, geology, folks. Use our link in the video description below. Go do it now. Tell me what it says to you because they will do a 30 second free quiz, super easy, super quick to take. And they determine your best bespoke skincare regiment. Now, I got regimen number 30. There it is. Look at all that stuff. Look at all that wonderful science that goes into my face now. That's how you get this boy. For science. Science? Science face. <laughs> I have flaky skin. I have flaky skin here, 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 here. But now, no more. You know what, though? I learned not to put the moisturizer on this bit before I record the news. Mm. The rest of it needs it. All of this needs the moisture. This is an oily nightmare. Oily Davis. And it is quite a large forehead. And it started to reflect the light that sits on <laughs> I don't think your forehead is that big at this point. Oh, thank you. Well, I cheated and got some yeah. extra hairs put on. Yeah. Um, but yes, please do go over to Geology. It's a great service. Me and Luke have been using it for a couple of months now. And yeah, totally transformed my face. Hair notwithstanding. That was something else. Let's talk about this whole Raw episode. I didn't hate it for a while. I was watching <laughs> it and was into it. And then it just kept going. You know? I like that. I didn't hate it all the time. Yeah. In fact, I didn't hate it for a while. Did you enjoy it? There were parts that I would go so far as to say I enjoyed. Mm. Genuinely. Well, we had the opening Charlotte Flair promo that we've already yep. discussed. I enjoyed the first match. Xavier Woods versus Jinder Mahal. It's the final of like the raw block of the King of the Ring tournament. And the reason this works so well is because there was a promo beforehand from Woods saying, this is my dream, winning King of the Ring. The commentary team putting over how it's Woods' dream. And there's Jinder Mahal in the ring. The yep. scary super push that could just happen at any moment. Precisely. He's a Maharaja. He could be the Maharaja of the ring. And my God, all of that made me on the edge of my seat for this, particularly when Jinder Mahal hit the Coloss. I thought it was over. Yeah. I really thought it was over. And it's it's weird. It's so weird because I totally get what you're saying and I totally agree. The matches that have me the most invested in WWE, and this dates back like 10 years to like John Cena and CM Punk, where you need your guy on one side and the company guy on the other yeah, side. Yeah. And it's the most fear that you can feel that WWE is just going to do the WWE <laughs> thing. 
And I was so hoping that they wouldn't do the WWE thing and push Jinder Mahal to the King of the Ring final. And they didn't. And I was I enjoyed the show for a while because of it. Mm. It really gave me that boost. Yeah, Woods won. Uh, really like exciting stuff near the end because of exactly what we've spoken about. He'll face Finn Balor in the finals. I, I'm really looking forward to that match. Yeah, this this Crown Jewel show on paper looks like one of the better pay-per-views that WWE's done all year. Mm-hmm. If it just wasn't in Saudi Arabia with this long, long flight they have to take, everyone's going to be jet-lagged. And uh, if this was just a pay-per-view, I'd be really, really excited for it. But I'm not. Well, also, booking decisions are crazy in the U.S. Mm-hmm. When they go to Saudi Arabia, they must put something in the airplane minibar because yeah. stuff goes down in Saudi. Goldberg beats The Fiend for the Universal Championship. Shane McMahon wins a tournament to crown the best wrestler in the world. Undertaker wins a gauntlet match that he wasn't even a part of. Somehow Shane McMahon's going to win the King of the Ring or something. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll go they'll lose their minds between now yeah. and Thursday for sure. Uh but yeah, who just out of curiosity, who do you want to win and who do you think will win? I want Xavier to win because I think that'll be the nice heartwarming they gave the guy the thing that he wanted really badly moment. I think Finn's gonna win. Hmm. I think they're gonna go the Demon King route. As opposed to King Xavier, I think I think the same, but I don't think either are bad choices. I'm sort no. of rooting for both guys, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we got Austin Theory from earlier in the day backstage. He's doing an interview. The 24/7 title people run in. He shouts at our truth, agreed to a match. They have the match here, but our truth's like, it's not actually me. It's Jeff Hardy you're facing. I'm like sure. And there's the Jeff Hardy arms from Tempest. And Theory won and did the selfie at the end, but Jeff Hardy then laid him out and took his own selfie. They're really beating the NXT champion Jeff Hardy on television like this. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, it it wouldn't be such a problem to me beating Jeff Hardy to get Austin Theory over if they'd done anything to protect Jeff Hardy up to this point you know like maybe i'll get flack for it who cares to compare things to aew of course <laughs> we don't see matt seidel winning a lot of matches on tv but he wins a lot of matches you know he's he's decently protected in the grand scheme of things he's like 23 and 9 before facing cm punk so when he beat when punk beats him it feels like he's beating someone of a bit of note Jeff Hardy, aside from beating Karrion Cross that one time, ain't done nothing. And that pains me because I love Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's my guy. I wish I wish they'd do a little more with him so that moments like this meant something. I think he should have been beaten more. He's on the way to SmackDown. Let Austin Theory I, I feel like Austin Theory in a month is gonna disappear from Raw. Yeah. And again, if you're going to beat him, don't even have him 
get the upper hand and leave theory laying at the end of the segment. Like I don't need another match between these guys. Just finish it up. Have them move on. Uh, after that, Charlotte Flair goes backstage uh, to see Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville just having a normal conversation. Nothing about Deville going crazy with power on Friday's SmackDown here. Just we're just general managers or not. Yeah. That show is unrelated to this program. Separate universes. Uh, then we get Biggie. No, not before the season premiere, though, surely. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Before, <laughs> after. Just, do the, just do the Jeff Hardy arms again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all makes sense with Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> he, just does it. he just does the eye thing with his lids. Yeah. Yeah, I see it now. Um, after that, we got Big E and Drew McIntyre. How will they coexist? Taking on Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, those dirty dogs, in a match that we saw two weeks ago, finished clean. Um, and we also saw the coexist storyline implode last week. But they're here. They're doing it again. And they worked well together. And they beat Ziggler and Roode. And then they had a tense handshake afterwards. I feel like someone printed out the chapters of this build and they had week one, week two, and week three, and they've accidentally dropped them and picked them up and they hadn't done the page numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And I honestly, I thought this was maybe the more boring chapter of the ones where they just had a decent little match, but there wasn't anything super engaging to it as far as the play between Big E and, and Drew and everything. Like, why would they kind of crush their beef before their match? Mm. You know, they they had this this fiery determination between the two and can they coexist? Well, yeah, they just coexisted. Okay. That seems more like a week one thing than a week three thing. Yeah. The, the, the big brawl Last week, the non-coexisting. That was that was your go home angle. Yeah, a week <laughs> early. Um, then we got a Street Profits confrontation with AJ and Amos backstage. Mansoor took on Cedric Alexander, which was a nice little development because Cedric had beaten Ali last week very quickly, and that's what prompted Ali to turn on Mansoor. So Mansoor won really quickly there, which is unfortunate for the hurt business. But then Ali came out, cut this awesome promo. He looks great in a suit as well, like he's gone full heel. And Mansoor cut an even better promo back. I'm going to beat you in my hometown because we can't say Saudi Arabia. And I just I just thought when, this was one of the better complete things on the show, uh, bar Cedric getting pinned so quickly. Yeah, it was it was one of those moments where I saw this match coming together and I don't particularly have strong feelings about Cedric or Mansoor at the moment just because they're two very low level guys on the roster but in order to get me to care about them you need to do things like this give one of them a strong win and then a strong promo segment and put them in a match that will probably be good you keep doing all those things and I will start to care about these guys and this is more work than they've done to build up a match for Mansoor in Saudi Arabia as opposed to just hey he's wrestling a good worker on the show come see it Yay, big pop. Guy wins in his hometown. That, that's that been the Mansoor shtick in Saudi Arabia for a long time. 
And now they've given him a bit of a storyline going into this one. So I really don't have any gripes with this. This was this was a nice little segment. Totally agree. Donkey Saurus Rex here has said Mansoor will lose because it is his hometown. I disagree because most hometowns don't pay for an entire WrestleMania show to happen there. Mm-hmm. I think the results would be a bit more fan servicing if they did. After that, we got Bobby Lashley and Goldberg having one of those split screen interviews, kind of like how me and Tempest are doing now. And Goldberg said it was described as a no holds barred interview. I didn't really I don't know what that means. It just felt like a pretty, pretty bland interview, actually. Yeah, I hate these just in general. These splits, you don't even get like the crowd interaction of just having a promo in the ring or one guy on the stage, one guy in the in the ring. You don't even get that. You just get the same WWE scripting, but they're doing this instead of having a more organic feel to it. Uh, controversially, I'm not a big fan of the Mark Henry rampage thing either. You know, oh, yeah. and, and it's time. Right? For the main event. <laughs> because it's also like the split screen interviews. And I get why they do it. I, I guess it's something different. It separates Rampage from Dynamite. But I'm never like, oh, this looks great. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, after, after, oh, yeah. Goldberg threatened to kill Lashley again. Lashley explained that's illegal. Uh, but yeah, Goldberg said, kill your Thursday. <laughs> They're really leaning into this. Like the first time I thought maybe something just kind of slipped out a little bit. Like you get really worked up and I'm I'm gonna kill you, mm. Bobby Lashley. It's like the storyline now. Like he's just planning a murder. So what's the end game here? Are we gonna write maybe. Bobby Lashley off TV with a death for a while? <laughs> because we're just really under deliver. When people, wrestlers, start bringing up hair a lot in promos, you're like, mm. okay, well, yeah, yeah. Now I want to see hair get shaved off. So when the baby face starts saying, I'm going to kill you, like just storytelling satisfaction as immoral and abhorrent as it is, you've got to kill the guy now, at least in kayfabe. So yeah. I don't, I can't, I don't know how they're going to do this. Do you think they've got a big stunt planned? If I if I had to guess, they're going to do all this. They're going to have a normal two two star no holds barred match. Bobby Lashley's going to win, and that'll be it. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll get no murder. We'll have no. Winning. I don't know. Maybe not Lashley winning, but we'll get a two star match with a boring finish and no 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 murder. No even not even any teased murder. The only I thing think. maybe maybe Goldberg will botch another jackhammer and that'll be as close as we'll get to some some murder on this show gage has got to get involved somehow Mm. i think he's actually a weapon he's actually a machine gun and go yeah (laughs) kills bobby uh after that we got rk bro versus the street profits autumn was excellent backstage here yeah. He uh Riddle Riddle's still doing what's the plan? What's the plan? And Randy's like, there is no plan. And Riddle's like, Yeah, sure. So Auden just like flies by the seats of his seat of his pants and he says, Yeah, you know what? There is a plan. We're gonna win now. We're gonna win on Thursday. You want the smoke? Because they're facing the street profits. And Riddle just goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I <laughs> just the, the way they looked at each other, I was like, 
asking Matt Riddle if he wants the smoke. Yeah. Hell yeah, he course, does. Orton's got a bit of a documented history as well with a few. Of course. There's a rule named after him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that I was love very these guys cute. together. Yeah. I love them together. They're great. They're great, but where they often fail is that they then have to have a match with AJ Styles and Amos. AJ, great. Amos can't do anything. So mm-hmm. seeing them here with the Street Profits, who are also excellent, I thought this was an. I thought this was a really fun match. I agree. I thought Randy Orton had an excellent hot tag in this match. Mm. Absolutely excellent. Because a lot of the time, you know, Randy Orton might be a little bit low energy in these matches if he's not super engaged. But from what we've been, you know, able to tell, like he really wants to work with some of these young guys and go out there and just have good fun matches. And now he's getting a chance to be in there with a young guy in Riddle and in there with the Street Profits. And he got in for the hot tag and he was just going wild and he was super amped up. He hooked his hangman DDT and the crowd's popping and he's giving it to them. And and then we got another lame DQ, but whatever. But the match itself was really fun. And if we got matches like this every week that were given time and had a clean finish, I'd be very into this show. Montez Ford, sell. To, he, to get from wherever he was before the the, the draped DDT yeah. was amazing. Um, but yeah, really, really fun stuff. But as you said, AJ Styles' music hits. Uh, Moss walks out from the back. AJ hits the phenomenal forearm. Yeah, it's a sucky DQ, but at the same time, it was playing off the previous week with the attack from out of nowhere. I didn't act... It was annoying, but it was nowhere near as bad as the DQ in the main event. Yeah. Um, and Amos hit the roundhouse kick again. Why? It's not the best kick, you know? It doesn't look as cool as, like, the Black Mass or something, mm. where it's this super impressive... It's just a big guy doing a kick. It's like, okay, His tree slam looks the- better. Yeah. Be big. You don't need to be big doing something that smaller guys do better than you do the thing the smaller guys can't do yeah it's just it's that baffling wwe thing where they're like oh okay you're a big guy we can book big guys do a 450 splash you know it's no what i thought wwe you know how to book the lumbering immobile monster (sighs) um Throughout the show, we had a bunch of video packages of people who are coming from SmackDown to Raw. We got Kevin Owens, we got Becky Lynch, we got Seth Rollins. And then we got one for a guy who's already on Raw, but he's getting a bit of a, a gimmick change. Bearcat Lee is going to claw his way to Raw. He's a bear now. <laughs> Rawr. Jesus. At least they... At least he's getting a video package. Alongside, you know, look, you look at the other people who got a video package: Owens, Rollins, Lynch. That is fingers some crossed. Real optimism you got there. <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Dewdrop. I I apologize because I said to Laurie last week in my Raw review that the semi-finals would be better. <laughs> <laughs> you fool you fool <laughs> this I just thought, whole tournament 
<laughs> I just thought, surely Shayna Baszler, she's the queen of spades, queen's crown, Dewdrop's great. They've actually had a, a storyline that's lasted a couple of weeks. But no, here we got, it went two, three minutes, and the fin- pretty much right away, Shayna gets the Kirafuda clutch locked in. Dewdrop's sort of down to one knee. It's back in again. Dewdrop falls backwards, and she pins Shayna. Can I just say, I think my least favorite finish, as far as like an actual finish to a match, not a DQ or a count out or whatever, my least favorite finish to a match is I've got you in a chokehold. Oh, you're pinning me. I can't just let go. Because for a while, it was like the finish of every big mm. Samoa match where he'd get you in the clutch and someone would go up on the ropes, kick themselves back, go over, do the thing. This happens so often it happens a lot with Shayna too and i'm just tired i'm tired of it i'm ready for a new finish that being said you shouldn't be beating Shayna anyway if she couldn't go to saudi arabia which i don't know is the case but i've seen a lot of speculation about that then don't book the match don't book the match don't book Shayna to lose in the middle of this big push because there's certain people who are just like, oh, yeah, you're getting a push and you shouldn't be losing for the sake of like wins and losses and all that. <laughs> Shayna should be a monster in this division. And it looked like we were going to get a little bit of that back. And now she's losing in like two or three minutes. Why can't we get a DQ finish here? Yeah. It's like the what ones where they need a DQ finish, they don't do it. And the ones that need a clean finish, they're like, nah, give me a DQ on that one, pal. So now it's Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop in the Queen's Crown tournament final in Saudi Arabia. I mean, we've seen the last women's match in Saudi Arabia. It's sure momentous, uh, but it's still a little bit, you know, cringy and awkward to watch as Mm -hmm. someone with Western uh, sensibilities. So, yeah, baggy T-shirts. Get him out the wardrobe. That, that's so fun. Um, Nikki Cross, sorry, almost a superhero, and Rhea Ripley, who did have her championship belt, welcomed Bianca Belair to Raw. They gave her a little Raw baseball cap. This was terrible. <laughs> yeah. There were a few moments on this show where the, the WWE scripting really came oh. through and there was nothing to save it. This was one of those moments. Yeah. Uh, then we had Finn Balor taking on Mace. Mace, he's ready for a big singles push. As Got if. beat by Finn Balor in two minutes here. It, sure, it was effective. <clears throat> yeah. I don't, I don't know that I'd be just feeding the big guy and having him lose either. But it's just whatever. You got to beat somebody on these shows, and at least they gave Finn Balor a win before the pay per view. Yeah, I wish. Um, I almost wish it was more of a squash, though. You know, I don't care who Finn Balor faces, but mm-hmm. this went two minutes, and the first minute is Finn Balor getting beaten up, and then yeah. Balor does his set of moves and he finishes very strong. I just want to see shotgun drop kick into the corner, coup de gras. Yeah. win. And then he stares down Xavier Woods on the ramp, which was really well done, I thought. Uh, I love Balor in this current guise. I hope he does actually get more of a push. That's why I wouldn't mind him winning King of the Ring as well uh, mm-hmm. over Woods. But yeah, good showdown, good build to King of the Ring, but 
could have put Finn over even stronger, I thought. Yeah, that's just kind of the way the WWE does things. It's like they mm. think they you want to see the babyface sell. Got to sell, pal. You're really going to hook those fans. But, nah, that's just not the way they do things. I do agree, though. I'm happy with Finn being in this position. You know, mm. if, if, if Woods isn't going to win then Finn was going to be the my second choice of the entire bracket. You know, I think he'd be a very good choice. He would get more of a push. It would hopefully rehabilitate him a little bit from that Roman Reigns thing. But if that's if that's the outcome, I'm not going to be super disappointed. Just just, just, a, just a little bit, just a little bit because of Woods. But again, Finn <clears throat> is Finn is a fine second choice. Yeah, uh, and then the main event was the the charlotte versus bianca match that we've already talked about so overall i gave this a two out of five on my on my review earlier i enjoyed a lot of the show actually but that finish at the end was just left such a sour taste in my mouth i i marked it down from what could have been a three out of five yeah it's really tough because if they just got out of their own way i think this would have been at the very least a three out of five show you know, where when you had the main event, which was as good as it was, and then you got the tag match that we enjoyed, but also had a DQ, and then just certain things spread across the whole show that just brought things down a peg. You know, it's it's a shame. I still might give it a three out of five, honestly. I really mm. did like that mm-hmm. main event up until the up until the finish. I know positive tempest is crazy, but wild. Yeah, three out of five. Better better well, than I was expecting. Thank you for being here on the Raw podcast. But it will be Luke back next Tuesday, live in the studio, hopefully, potentially. We might be doing it remote because we might be refitting the studio. So we'll actually get podcast arms, which don't currently connect to the table because the table we got made with a flimsy Perspex top, and it's now starting to snap. So that's Mm. why we wear the little lav mics so we don't know yet but it will definitely be luke next week and that's not all you'll get of ollie and luke you'll also get wrestle talk extra a long 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 podcast review for patreons of bound for glory 2007 god damn it reverse battle royal Royal. (laughs) (laughs) is it genuinely is that the dumbest match of all time Yeah. yeah yeah i think it is And also, if you pledge $25 a month or more, you get a shout out on this very show with a wrestling nickname and a little cheap pop. So thank you, Michael Mark for Life Plowman. Woo! The intellectual savior of the masses, Damien Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Don't impede Scott Peden. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Adrian. Rocky. Yeah. The name's Jablonski. Daniel C. Jablonski. Not Eugene. Andrew Dinsmore. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Baron Happy Corbin. Yeah. King R.K. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Smash the glass ceiling. C.J. Slatton. Yeah. 
the overstepper, James Nepper. Yeah. And finally, A Song of Ice Fire 352. Ooh, a Game of Thrones fan. Thank you very much, everybody there. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats before we close out the show. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get them in there. We'll answer every single one over $5. One a mouse, two, four, three. Watching during work as usual. Had to pull my earbuds out and speed walk away from my desk angrily twice. Once when Shayna got pinned and again at the DQ at the end. Friend actually asked, what did Raw do this time? Because this is becoming a common occurrence. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah, that those. Yeah, honestly, you'll have a better time. And th- those were the two moments that made me have to just take a walk around my house for for a minute. But usually, there's more than two moments, so that's that's pretty good. <laughs> Sixty nine intangibles underscore Sadie Deegan says, "Hey guys, Tempest, I want to apologize for my ultra chat being cut off on sa- Saturday. Apparently, Streamlabs can't handle a heart eyes emoji." Also, it was my birthday, so I may have been drinking. LOL. Mmm. Uh, bummed Shayna lost, but F me for being excited, I guess. LOL. Hashtag LIW4L. Scott Ollie. Much love for you guys. Never ultra chatted before, but wanted to show some support for you guys. Random question. What do you think is Vince McMahon's favorite match of all time? It's probably something really dumb, you know. Like we we could think about like oh it's it's Hogan and Andre brother. Mm. It's probably something that we'd never think about. I disagree. I think the answer is quite obvious. He doesn't like wrestling, but he does like himself, and he likes mm-hmm. narcissism. So surely it's WrestleMania 17's Shane versus Vince match. See, I thought that, but he also very clearly hates Shane. <laughs> and he gets to beat him up. Yeah, but then Shane wins. He has to yeah. watch himself get beat by Shane. <laughs> uh, Eternal Blue, uh, who's been a member five months in a row. Wow, Woo. that is a great streak. The streak. Uh, the minus ones this week seem like they were quite a factor this week. Dark was fun, though. Not feeling the studio, though. Atmosphere feels dead. Yes, of course, AEW Dark is taped in the old impact zone now. Man, what's Adam Cole doing in the impact zone? <laughs> what's Brian Danielson going to be doing in the impact zone? Those yeah. those are the guys that are going to be on the show next week or, or whatever. Might have to watch Dark for that up. one. Yeah. yeah. Ket. The fact that WWE is in a position to be beaten by AEW in the rating shows they've been lazy for years. If they actually cared about making a good product over the years, their ratings would be so high that they wouldn't need to worry about AEW. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I said on a recent SmackDown podcast that that famous Triple H promo from like six, seven years ago where he's like, my friend Mark and I are going to stop watching. And then everyone stopped watching. <laughs> they did, Hunter. They did. <laughs> uh, but also get well soon. Uh, yes. I'm sure he's watching. 
course. Chris Dudley. Ollie, I really can't understand how people can defend WWE to the point of saying AEW sucks, etc. How, Ollie? Please shed some light on this, please. I absolutely love AEW and don't hate WWE most of the time, but please help me understand WWE diehard's mindset. Well, sometimes when somebody likes something so much and has been watching it for so long, it becomes a part of what they identify as. So any attack on that thing then becomes an attack on themselves ideologically. So I, do, I can definitely understand why people do become tribal. I don't agree with it, but I definitely can understand it. Uh, 69 Intangibles, Sadie Deegan again. Back again, since Yale didn't do a podcast. What did y'all think of Dynamite? I love the Hangman promo so, so much. <sighs> yeah, I've been waiting for that Hangman promo for a long time. And I was very happy to see it. I don't remember a lot else that happened on Dynamite, honestly. The six man. Uh, yeah, that was fun. The Bucks, that was really good. It's like a PWG match. Mm. Thinking about that lately. Oh, Dynamite is really right. just, uh, it's just uh, PWG on television. In, in bits. It's like they've got the PWG side. They've got the mm -hmm. Cody comic book side with that Arn Anderson training stuff. Yeah. Just <laughs> freaking. <laughs> yeah. They've got variety, and that's one of the most important things. Uh, and finally for now, Nate S. Ollie, for my partner's birthday this past weekend, I took her to an orchard. We just stood there looking at trees most of the time. Not the Apple Watch she was expecting, apparently. <laughs> Ollie, have you done that? No, it's a joke. I understand. He directed it specifically at you. You seem like the kind of man who would take... A loved one to because an orchard. To an, is that an attempt at an English <laughs> accent? An orchard. How, how offensive, Tempest. I don't walk around trying to do Australians' accents, do I, mate? <laughs> oh, bruv. It's not oh, very yeah. good, in it? <laughs> is that is that another one? In it? In it. That one slips out unironically mm. sometimes, I'll be honest. It's not a it's not befitting of an English speaker in it. You'll be looked down at if you say mm. in it over here. In it. Anyway, thank you everybody ever so much for joining. Oh, and we got the AAA tag team title change. Oh yeah. 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 That was fun. I thought they could yeah, if they were gonna do something like that, I think it was done well enough. You know? It wasn't quite the Dragon Lee and Dralistico <laughs> that some people were expecting, but yeah, it was like the Conquistadors. Yeah, FTR being the Superanas or whatever they were called is the Christian Cage of October, I think. Yeah, very good, very good. Oh, um, yeah. but yes, thank you everybody for joining us so much today and for all your wonderful ultra chats. We'll get through Raw together. It's a season premiere next week, but we've got all the content for you here. We've got Tempest and Laurie doing NXT tomorrow. We've got me and Adam Blompier doing crown jewel predictions right after that. And then a crown jewel live reactions on Thursday. And then making his return because he said, I want to do the Saudi show. I can't. I know I've just had a kid. But I want to talk about the Saudi Arabia show. It's my favorite place in the world, he said. Big fan of the business practices and relationships. Luke will be making his return with Denise 
to do a Crown Jewel review on Friday. Watched any good Star Trek lately? I knew it was coming. I knew I knew halfway through our conversation about G1s and everything, I was like, he didn't mm-hmm. ask me about Star Trek. He didn't ask me about Star Trek. No, well, I, I haven't seen much Star Trek lately. Yourself. No, not not a single next gen episode? No. I spent a whole week off watching the boys instead of Star Trek. Which I don't know if you'll agree with, but I found it to be a good time. Well, uh, off camera, you told me it was an eight out of ten time. That's that's good. <laughs> that's an A. I don't know. Well, I don't time know. Time out of tens. <laughs> see, I don't know how the schooling, the grading system works in the UK because things are different everywhere. What would like? What's an eighty percent for for you folk? What in terms of TV? No, in, in terms of like your your grading system, like in school, is that like an A, an A, B, like eighty percent out of a hundred? Oh, oh, okay, huh? I'm trying to assign so, a, a a letter grade to to the boys. Well, the way uh, exam marking used to be done in this country was, yeah, you'd you'd have all the kids a hundred percent take the test, and then the twenty percent top kids, they'd get the A. Whereas now, it's more about if you get 80 out of 100 points, you automatically mm-hmm. get an A. So there's no right. longer distributed by meritocracy. It is... Uh, no, no, no. It's not proportionally distributed meritocracy anymore. So, you know, now we've got all these snowflakes thinking they're smarter <laughs> proportionally than they are. <laughs> That's very interesting. I never knew that. I never knew that's how it used to be done over there. That's crazy. Because I know. Oh, wait till I tell you about the Squid Game thing we've got in school. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a lot of people interested. died. <laughs> I'm very interested to hear about that then. But I mean, I know in in Canada, the the grades are, I guess, more lenient than they are in the United States. It's like every so often, because like our B here is a C for americans and it's like yeah yeah in in because uh it hit me the first time i think i was watching the simpsons i was watching like the episode where bart gets an f and he gets like a 59 percent on his his test and he gets an f i was like what a 59 is a d plus over here and then i found out that their f starts at like you know up to 60 percent and then 60 to 70 is a D, 70 to 80 is a C, 80 to 90 is a B, and then 90 to 100 is an A. And that is just like mind-boggling to me, but it's an normal F to, to them. Me. An F to me is, it's got to be under 30. You oh, can't wow. be getting over halfway and well, still that was an it. F. Yeah, here, here an F, or we call it an R, because an F mm. is too easy to to change um (laughs) yeah you get an r on your test if you fail uh it's it's less than 50 percent anything under 50 percent is a failing grade but everything above that is is d through a but man they're hard asses on those american folk what um 
what would you give this week's Raw? No, 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 no. What would you give, because we would have just done this in the actual main show, what would mm-hmm. you give Raw 2021 in a Canadian scoring system? Ooh, a Canadian scoring system. So is that uh, out of 100, and then you'll give me the letter. Out of 100 pints of maple syrup. Um, <laughs> Raw 2021, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. You know... I always, it's so difficult to me because I try and mark these things in my head based off of like the rest of wrestling. So it's not, it still hasn't gotten to the depths of like the Vince Russo 2000 WCW. So I can't say it's like the worst thing I've ever seen. But I also don't think I can give Raw 2021 a passing grade. You know, they don't do enough right in order to get a decent grade at the very best i think this show is like a d like somewhere somewhere in the the 50 to 60 range there because i don't think it's any higher than that but they do have good things every once in a while and we saw a few of them on this week's show which we've already talked about but yeah. we've seen enough of them where i was like okay yeah good moment there biggie won the wwe championship that was that was cool. We get good matches every once in a while. That's that's great. But the rest of the show is just so bad. <laughs> and there's so much of it. There's so much of it. This show is two hours. Ah, mm-hmm. you know, I'd bump it up to a C. I think this would be a solid C show. Like I think SmackDown's a C, but Raw's a D because it's an hour longer. And AW Dynamite. That is a an A or A plus. I think. I think for 2021, I'd say an A. I'd say since they went back on the road, it's been an A+. plus. Mm, yeah, well put. Well, I'm sure that will go down very well with our very objectively calm listenership. Spread the love, people. Uh, but for now, that's all we've got time for. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from to the WrestleTalk podcast. Luke is back on Thursday, but there's no AEW to talk about. So instead, you've got Tempest and Laurie tomorrow doing NXT. You've got me and Adam doing Crown Jewel live reactions. Well, that'll be fun. And Luke makes his return to talk about Crown Jewel. It's, it's what he wanted. He said, I'm not missing that Saudi show on Friday with Denise. But for now, I've been Ollie. That's been Tempest. Jam that jam. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 